Kieran, we uh, we really must stop meeting like this on Friday afternoons. I don't um, <laughs> I, I don't normally work Friday afternoons, but I'm always happy to see you. Um, it's um, what's the latest? I know it's hard to try and sum it up, but as you understand it at the minute, can you kind of summarise where Derby County are at before we get a bit deeper into it? Well, uh, the the preferred bidder is is no longer with us, Chris Kirchner, uh, and I think there were a lot of doubts uh, and and any digging into his history, I think, would have raised concerns in the sense that he pulled out before Christmas, he pulled out of Preston, he didn't appear to have financial backing that looked significant, uh, although you know he's always argued he's made his money from crypto. Um, and th- there were always excuses, and the excuses ran out. So, so he's gone. Um, we're now looking at a ticking clock because clearly we've got the fixtures being announced in a week. Um, and it's absolutely essential that uh, Quantum are uh, a, a new owner stroke bidder and the EFL try to work in parallel as, as much as they can. Uh, we know that the Appleby Group is keen. There's been talks from, I think, BBC, the East Midlands reporter, that they think they've, they've got a 50 million, is it 50 million pounds or is it 50 million dollar uh, offer on the table? Mike Ashley has always been around. Um, I, yeah, we, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody in, in relation to what's happening. And yeah, the, the people that, that sometimes contact me have said that he's, he's, he's just being patient. If, if other people drop out, he, he's willing to step in. So I think those are the two, two main interested parties. Um, so that's where we are. And there's a, there's looks like there's some form of, of dispute between Mike Ashley and Quantumar uh, in, res- in respect of one of the administrators and the, the EFL uh, are also unhappy with Quantumar. Hence the fact, fact that they, they effectively want to oversee what is taking place because one presumes that either the lack of communication or confusion about communication uh, is, is frustrating the EFL. It seems um, from an outsider's perspective that the Football League have, have got involved now because I think they've realised that uh, Quantum are going to be called into question. And um, Yeah, I think... The EFL are conscious that Derby County have to give evidence that they have the resources to complete the 2022-23 season. Uh, Quantumar had said they had the resources to end the 21-22 season. Chris Kirchner then said he was coming in and taking over, paying the bills. Now, we know that he didn't pay the May wage bill. Um, So who did? Now, I know that and you know that, but neither of us can say that. Um, That person's not going to be doing it on a long-term basis. So um, I I think the EFL do want to save Derby. Uh, Derby County are a big player as far as the EFL are concerned. Um, And and also, um, I know that there are elements amongst the Derby fan base that hold the EFL responsible, but the EFL did not put Derby County into administration. They, they didn't, the EFL are not the party who failed to pay the tax bill. The, the EFL didn't quadruple or, or sorry, triple at least the, the wage bill. The, I think th- those responsibilities lie elsewhere. And um, also having spoken to the EFL and having spoken to um, senior people at other clubs who were in the championship last season, there is a sense of, of frustration because other clubs 
have paid off their tax bills. Other clubs have borrowed money from the EFL to pay off the tax bill. Mel Morris refused to do that. So some of the other clubs don't want necessarily um, Derby to seem to have sort of gamed the system. At the same time, they don't want the club to go out of business. So it is it is a delicate balancing act. Is it unprecedented for the, the, the EFL to get involved in an administration case at this stage? Yes, it is. It, it, it's, it's a huge vote of no confidence in Quantuma because normally you would, you know, the EFL is, is, is an administrative body as far as, you know, the, the competition is concerned. And it's, and it's there to negotiate with Sky and, and sponsors and it's there to arrange the fixtures. It, it's not there as, as an insolvency body. So um, for the EFL to say we have so little faith in Quantumar that we we want to uh, make sure that all communications are now validated um, and and overseen uh, is is very much unprecedented. Uh, it, it's the equivalent of of, uh, of of Ofsted going into a school and immediately saying the school has to go into special measures and uh, yeah, and, and bringing in uh, a team of uh, you know a team of senior teachers to to try to help out the school um so i've i've never seen it in in any of the administrations that we've seen in the history of football before and if if you go back over the course of the last 20 25 years there's been an awful lot of them just on that point mike ashley's case and and issues with uh, quantum art do you know what that case includes and and why he's brought it well, again, you know, I'm, I'm probably the same as you. I've, I've, I've read the article in, in the Telegraph, um, and it appears to be that Mike Ashley feels that he has been misled by the uh, by the administrators, by one of the administrators in particular, um, and, and that he's suffered loss in terms of time, or he's put money into the Derby project as a result of that, those conversations. Um, and he's suffered financial loss as a result. Now, yeah, Mike Ashley is no stranger to the courts. Um, and, and if you talk to, to, to Rangers fans, um, they, they will tell you that. And um, you know, that, uh, it's fair to say that we know that Mike Ashley is not popular in Newcastle. Well, he's, he's not popular in half of Glasgow either um, because he did what was best for, for Mike Ashley. Um, with regards to this relationship with quantum art, I think we're still at too early a stage to to draw too many conclusions. But uh, he must feel that he's had a case because he will have taken legal advice as to the nature of the conversations with quantum art. Could it also be seen as kind of a power play to force their hand into getting him involved and, and maybe giving him an advantage in, in buying the club? I, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think the... Uh, is it? Carl, the, the who's the person that the that the litigation yeah. is in relation to, um, I think it would make sense perhaps if he took a, a more of a backseat role and, and let you know the, the whole point about having joint administrations is it does give you a bit more flexibility. Um, they have to do what's in the best interests of Derby County Football Club and the creditors as well. So uh, I don't think it gives Mike Ashley extra leverage. It's certainly not going to make him popular with Quantumar, but they still have a professional responsibility to the creditors to act in their best interests rather than Quantumar's best interests. On Appleby's bid, it's reported to be £50 million, which sounds a lot compared to some of the figures we've heard for previous bids. 
do we know what that includes? Because it could be a remark, it could be a low bid or it could be a high bid if we don't know, but depending on what that includes. Well, well, again, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same position as you to a certain extent. It would have to include the stadium because Quantum are, are selling the assets of Derby County. Now, they've already sold off quite a few assets over the course of the last sort of six months because we know that there's been player disposals. The club has no other significant property assets. Um, they've only got five players in contract. What else does that leave? You know, why, why would anybody pay £50 million for five-player registrations and a load of bibs? Yeah. But it, you know, it doesn't make sense unless there is the property asset involved. Um, and that gives us a further complication because the, the administrators aren't in a position to sell the stadium. And, you know, what what is Morris's approach to this? You know, he's he's looking after number one, which you know, I know he's an unpopular character with quite a big set of the fan base. But you know, looking after number one is, is how these people become successful in the first place. Um, and what we've got to hope is that what he doesn't do is observe that the administrators are practically over the line with either the Appleby group or the Mike Ashley group initially agree a price and then say, Oh, I want another couple of million for the stadium because I know that you've just about to sign off on the, uh, uh, on, on, on the football club itself. And, and that, and that's the danger in, in that there is the potential for the, for the, the overall process to be gamed because uh, the, the property company is, is separate and is not being put into administration. We're less than a week, which is worrying. It's the first time I've said that. We're less than a week from the, the Football League fixtures coming out and we're still really, well, we're, we're, we're maybe closer, but we're, we're still not sorted. How quickly does this need to be sorted? And can we go past next Thursday with it not being sorted and still compete in League One? Yes, um, you can go beyond next Thursday um, because what the EFL could do is is to say, well, we are acting in good faith, but we are keeping behind another set of fixtures with a... You know, we don't know whether Oldham would be re-elected to League Two and one of the clubs which has been relegated from... from uh, uh, you know, there, there could be various shuttles um, uh, in terms of where we stand in, in, in League One and League Two. Um, so... They, they, for all we know, they, they could be doing something with with their big with their big laptop that, with their Excel. Uh, they won't want to be doing that, I can assure you. Um, but they they have to consider all eventualities. Uh, Derby County, at some point, or the administrators at some point, have got to be able to, to to evidence that they can carry out next season. Now, if we go back, yeah, was it four or five years to what happened at, at Bolton Wanderers? Bolton ended up playing half a dozen games with kids and uh, that was terrible. It was, it was not good for the kids development. It was, it was, it was genuinely men against boys. Um, it completely destroyed the competitive balance of the division in that season, because when the new owners came in, then all of a sudden you did have a squad of, you know, experienced pros because they could then afford to sign players. Um, so it, it's a, it's a complete mess, but but there is a precedent, I think, in Bolton of a club starting the season without being in a position to have recruited players as such over the course of the summer. But it wasn't good. 
if I gave you a five and out, Kieran, and sent you down the bookies and had to put you on the spot on how it would unfold and, and how you see it unfolding for Derby County in the coming days and weeks, from a from your professional standpoint, how how do you see it unfolding? I know it's a very difficult question, but it's one I've got to ask. Right. I, I'm, I've said all along that I'm confident that there will, A, there will be a Derby County and B, that they, they will be starting their fixtures on the same date as other clubs. And, and I maintain that position. Um, I, I think Appleby appears to have his nose in front at present. Uh, if, if he's offering more, if, if this bid is, is genuine, I don't think Mike Ashley would have been offering a similar amount um, because if, if that had been the case, uh, I think he would have been a preferred bidder ahead of Chris Kirchner. So um, my, my, my one reservation with regards to the Appleby group is do they have the funds behind them to, to actually play out this deal? Um, if they have, great. Uh, if not, then I think Mike Ashley will step in. I've got a quick couple of questions from people on, on social media for you, if that's okay. Sure. Um, Kieran's made the point several times that Quantum R have not once criticised Mel, but why would they expect them to do that publicly? What would they gain from doing so? Well, they, if, if they've been prepared, let's face it, they criticised Chris Kirchner, they criticised the fans, they criticised the EFL, they criticised um, Steve Gibson, they've criticised Wickham. If, you, if you're going to be professional, if, you, if you're not prepared to, to criticise Mel Morris, and, and I understand why, you know, sometimes you've got to shake the hand that feeds you. And their fees are ultimately being agreed by, by Morris. They were appointed by Morris. You know, why, why upset him? Um, he, he is perhaps a sensitive soul. Um, so I can understand why they've not done it. But if, if, they're, if they're going to take that stance with regards to the former club owner, then in order to be consistent, they shouldn't be criticising other stakeholders because they need the fan base on board. They need the EFL on board just as much as they need Mel Morris on board. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing which... Uh, irks me is not that they've not done it to Morris but the fact that they've done it to other people who have equal responsibilities and concerns and and, uh, investments in Derby although they might not be financial every Derby fan's got an emotional investment and 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 for the the administrators to come out and criticize the fans I I think was ludicrous. How quickly can a takeover now be done realistically and is there anything that could be done to fast track proceedings given the current players can leave for free shortly and we are unable to sign anyone um well d- deals can go through very quickly ha- having been involved in insolvency work myself if, if you're working to a if you're working to a deadline you you work the hours um what what are the hurdles first of all um there's got to be parallel agreements in respect of the club and the stadium um, I think th- those ideally have got to, you know, if, if one of those is finishing at six o'clock on a Thursday, the other one has to be signed off at six o'clock on a Thursday. Otherwise, there, there could be, mani- yeah, otherwise somebody could game the system. So it, we, we've got to have people working together. The EFL can be doing uh, owners and directors tests behind the scenes. Um, and, and for all know, for all we know, they might have already done that. Um, even though there's not been an announcement of a preferred bidder or an agreed deal by Quantumar, um, there's no reason why the EFL cannot uh, do some homework. Now, clearly, it's, you know, potentially it's going to cost money, and that's why they don't normally do it, but we are operating in exceptional times. So if the EFL are happy, we, we come to an agreement in, in terms of the stadium, then it's simply a case of transferring money from one bank account to another, um, and... Unless it's in Chris Kirchner's bank account, 
to to the administrators. There's no reason why that can't go through quickly. We saw it with Chelsea. We've just seen it with Walsall that, that deals can go through. So you know, we we could be sitting having this conversation on a Friday afternoon in in a fortnight, uh, and everything's gone through. And then you know, of course, that would allow the the manager to be set a budget and and, and the recruitment process to start for 22 23. Finally, do you do you expect Derby to pay the necessary amounts to avoid a, a points deduction or a fifteen point deduction? It says here, but any points deduction at all, and and how much would that be to to avoid a deduction? Well, I, I think the issue is, is what is the position that's being taken by HMRC if they are going to effectively say we want the same as other unsecured creditors, which will either be twenty five percent. Uh, if paid immediately or 35% over three years, then you you put everything together. Um, you know, they, they would be in for seven. We've got the stadium at 22, so we're at 29. Um, we've got the other unsecured creditors, probably one to two. You know, that's that's what low 30s pay off the administrators' fees and the, the, the professionals that they've employed. So yeah, a, a bit of a bit of around about forty million potentially could could keep it all happy if if uh, HMRC are willing to sign off uh, on on taking a discount on behalf of the taxpayer, and, and you know, and that is that's a sensitive issue. It's going to be sensitive because you're going to have fans from other clubs, and I think you probably know which clubs will be first to have a whinge, um, saying, "Well, you know, the taxpayers being gamed here." Uh, is it setting a precedent for for all new football administrations as well? Um, and then it, it is the taxpayer in general who's who's been asked to effectively to subsidise uh, some of the money, whereas Mel Morris gets all of the proceeds of the sale of the stadium. Kieran, thank you as ever. I look forward to, to catching up with you soon, and uh, and this podcast being completely out of date by Monday night. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but and that that's the crazy situation. <laughs> Uh, and I'm looking forward to coming to Pride Park to do a live podcast and people throw tomatoes at me for all I know. But I think I think I think we're doing a few places around the country and uh, uh, I think Derby would be an interesting one. Whether they let us through the door is another matter. Well, if not, I'll find you a venue and uh, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it done and we'll get the price of football in Derby 100%. <laughs> Top man. All Cheers. Best, Speak to you soon, Kieran. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Bye-bye.